0: what's up everybody welcome to studio insights with bell vista studios you got myself kim we got victoria we got hannah and before we get into the video and add value to your lives we'd like you to add value to our lives by sharing this video or something of ours with someone that it will add value to, to spread the love spread the kind of development process for someone else and change their lives they will be grateful and you can help them get the value that you have got our videos because you're continuing to watch so thank you (laughs) um okay so studio insights is basically a team getting together wanting to learn from each other having basically a team development conversation to help improve ourselves we do it every week it's been really important i think in our development how we kind of work things out it's would you say it's beneficial Okay, just a thumbs up. (laughs) So there you go. Make sure you get it into your week. (laughs) No, but it is, I think the priority of making sure that we do this every week is really important for us as practitioners because it's very easy in our industry to get complacent, but this really pushes us to learn from each other and we all have different strengths. So anyway, we'll get into it now. Um, But learning is my topic. I'm going to ask first question. Hannah, my question is for you. So, you recently learned something that you had never done before, which was surfing. Oh. <laughs> so, I would like to know, what did you learn about learning while learning to surf?
1: Mm. I think the fact
2: that you can't expect to get things straight away, it is a journey like you can't and I guess that means for our learners we can't expect them to just get it and do what we want them to do instantly. I think it takes like practice and time.
1: Um, I think everyone has
2: like their own style when it comes to the way they do things because I know like when you were like telling me to do things a certain way, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. But then I'd figure out my own little way as well. Mm-hmm. Like something a little bit different just for me and then that worked for me. So I think everyone has like their own way of doing things.
1: Um,
2: I think like who you're around when you're learning can make a big difference because I was with you so I felt really comfortable and I wasn't like, Nervous that I was going to look like an idiot or whatever. I was just like, if I can't do it, I can't do it. That's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm mm. pretty, happy,
2: but <laughs> I wasn't like scared of what you would think or anything like that. Um, I think it's important to celebrate when you get it right because when I finally stood up, we we're both like, Woo! <laughs> So happy. and it was just like a nice little moment. It made me want to like keep going and keep trying. Mm. Um, I think having like one-on-one like a coach or mentor sort of situation is useful because if I'd gone out and done it on my own and didn't have someone giving me direction I know it would have taken a lot longer because I was just doing it how I thought I could do it but then when you gave me direction and showed me what works and like how you do it and giving me like feedback each time I was able to like get there a lot quicker I think. Mm. I think that's all I can think of for now. You're a very cool. good teacher though, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> pro I'm surfer now. <laughs> After that. Still in, the, still in the whitewash, but
0: uh, <laughs> 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 there was one other thing I remember that stood out was like, and you kind of said like who you're with, but remember when you were like looking at the other people surfing? What uh, did that do for you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw other people doing it. It gave me confidence that I could do it. Like I was like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Because they were like learning, <laughs> not being horrible or anything, but they were like at a surf school and in like beginner shirts. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Like, come on. And I think leaving and knowing that if they can do it, I can do it. It helped like give me the confidence to actually do it. Yeah. and they
0: were six years old
1: <laughs> so
2: <laughs> Hannah had to do it
1: <laughs> yeah cool thanks great. thanks oh no worries
0: big <laughs> what's your question
1: um my question is for Kim um so next week I know you're doing like your planned reflection goal setting time for the company um which you I know you like schedule it out to do it throughout the year um so this I guess is more of like the community as well um because I'm not currently setting any new goals um but I guess I just wanted to get an idea of like what kind of activities you do and like how you plan it out like what you've found to work for you um Mm first to like set the goals and then keeping yourself accountable until next time? Um,
0: first of all, I would say for anyone that wants to do this is to create the space to do goal setting. So like I scheduled out the time for the year in advance and I'm doing it every quarter. So that other things, and what I'll normally do is I'll book the accommodation or whatever. So I have that accountability. I feel like that, is important because otherwise we don't do it. We don't prioritize that. I do it in a stint um, because I have a, like I like a certain environment to do it and I'm it's like a reward and yeah, I wanna get that vibe so I can really prioritize, go deep and have no distractions on it. So I do it over a couple of days. Um, and in that time, the process that I have is, I don't have the questions handy, but there's something along the lines of, I progressively every quarter i'm like checking in i've set these goals how did i what's my reflection and i just do a tick across or a tick and across together which means that i'm like i could do better so i've achieved it i haven't done it or i could do better and then i i say well why do i need to do better like what what actions can i take to do better um what prevented me from doing better so that i know that i can tweak because i know like hannah said with her learning it's not a one-off event and i change and i'm like where i need to be or where the business needs to be or i'm achieving the goals it's continuously recalibrating so i've noticed like there's one thing where it'll be interesting because november is my main like annual check-in that i've been working on since last november and i'm not great at it it's Better and I have awareness and I'm doing better at it, but it's not where I want it to be. So that'll tell you one goal is still a habit that is not a habit yet. But there's other things that it's just like I created the space and now I've achieved that goal just literally because I sat down, I got all the things out of my head or the random places where they are, I wrote them down and then I put them in my calendar to achieve. So I think the first thing that I start with is always like what is my personal fire? What are the things that fire me up that I am like holy shit like that is the business and that's really cool and like I have to feel it and when I do that that is the core thing because I'm about existing in life with that feeling all the time. So if we think about this as like, it's just a vehicle to our ultimate lives. So what does my ultimate life look like? So I'm thinking about that and I'm like, what are the emotional things that I get fired up? And then I try to feel it because that feeling is what I want to live by all the time. And then I do things like, um, I'm trying to think there's like so much, uh, I write down maybe like if I was my perfect self in all situations, what are those characteristics? What are those behaviors is something I look at. I look at financial goals um, because we have to pay each other. So, well, I have to pay you. Um, One day you will pay me, hopefully. (laughs) Um, You do pay me in your work ethic and things like that. Um, So I look at financial goals because we have to do those things. Otherwise we don't exist. I look at our personal interests um, and conversations, you know, you're having development conversations in our, in your one-on-ones, you have development goals, you have continuously like new interests that come up. So I'm looking at, are you aligned to the certain tasks? Um, Are those tasks are there things that you're curious about but we don't have them? How could we make them a possibility for us? Um, What would that look like? And then, you know, that's where a lot of our things have come from. Then I look at, um, what else do I do? I basically will have things then and it's about putting them in. So I put deadlines. I'm like, is this something that I can just bang out next week when I'm back at work, or is this something that I need to put into my calendar weekly? And it's going to have one hour of my time for the next six weeks to build that. Or am I creating the space for something else? Like one thing that was important a while ago in the last one was making sure I had enough joy in my week um, or sorry. Yeah. In my weekend, in my day. So the first thing that I did was schedule all joy, all trips, all adventures, all fun things, and then worked and fit other things around that because that was Mm -hmm. what was important to me. Um, I have certain people that I listen to on YouTube that are specific to, they might be something that I'm finding a challenge within the business myself, a skill I'm trying to develop in the business, a skill I'm trying to develop as a person. And as I'm going along, I like as in like in the weeks leading up to it or the months leading up to it, I will write them down and then I'll find certain podcasts that I'm like, I need to listen to that then when I have time to really listen and to take action from it. So I've got those kind of mentors and that's a stimulus basically. And I'll look for stimuluses around as well, like books or um, movies or documentaries about people that I use to help me think a bit differently. Um, What else do I do? Then it is about planning it out. So if my goals are, I'm checking in every quarter, that's cool, but I need calibration goals. So everything that I've come up with so far, and I kind of block it out. So the first half of the day is that finding that fire. I'll go, I'll have really good coffee. I'll eat somewhere nice or where there's a good view that I can really get into the zone and figure out what's going on for me. And it's broken down into that and so then the next, then I'll have a break completely do an activity go surfing whatever it is then i'll come back. And sometimes I need like a couple of hours to process so it's a bit more fluid, but it progresses and. And then eventually on day three, for example, or the end of day two i'm ready to start scheduling things so i'm like okay well when's my next quarter where am I going for that? Because I'm going to have to check in and I try to book that accommodation or whatever it's that I'm doing. Then I look at my calibration goals. So I'm going, okay, if I need to achieve this in four months, what does that look like each month? And then I'm like, well, that's like a month is a long time. And if I'm not focusing on them, I'm not going to achieve them. So then I will put it in. Monday morning is work on the business time for me. So I don't, tend to have client stuff happening Uh, i'm tend to be doing my own thing away from you guys as well although like i am available but the first thing i do on a monday morning is i look at that fire goal and i go what did i write down where am i at with that what's worked in the last week what can i improve what do i need to tweak for the week going forward so i'm always connected to my fire and remembering why i'm doing what i'm doing Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: I'm looking at all the other things like the goals. Like if I have financial goals, I'm like, well, did you do, for example, this many sales calls to achieve that financial income that we need for a month to meet our annual goals? So I break it down like that. And then a lot of that's kind of the goal side of it, I guess. Um, I think goals are important but the process is probably even more important. And the process is basically the existence of life. So (laughs) it starts with Bell Vista Studios. Like I've chosen that, you know, that is a, it's a job. I have to get paid in the current way that I'm living. So I'm choosing to get paid around my interests and the interests are a process. I enjoy what I do every day right? And I happen to get paid for that, which is really good, but I've created that. Um, The process is working with you guys. The process is creating the space for the joy. The process is um, doing instructional design, being creative with e-learning templates, doing all the stuff that we do on social media, in our LinkedIn posts, the videos, that sort of stuff. I enjoy all of those things. So then when I look at goals, it's it makes it way easier to achieve them because it's basically just um focusing you and reminding you you like all of these things and this is where they're going to fit into your week and your quarter and your month and because i like them all it's just like oh shit yeah i got to do them and eventually they will lead to the end result but i don't have like a i want to be a millionaire and i want to blah 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 like cuz that's not important to me But mine is about how do I maintain a lifestyle that I like every single day? And that is the process. And that's kind of my
2: goals. Uh,
1: I like that you have it every Monday morning and like having the part about like the fire in there. Cause I feel like sometimes when I set goals, when it comes to actually taking action, I might've like forgotten why I wanted to do about so much and then, I don't have the motivation to do it. I'm just like, oh, no, I don't really care about that. Mm -hmm. But having like that constant reminder of like, this is why that was important to you. That should help you actually achieve it. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) That's good.
0: It has to be tied to emotion and the emotions (laughs) are either pleasure or pain. And if they're not, if it's not tied to that, you're not going to do it. You're not going to prioritize it. And I know in our freelancer playbook, there is I do a lot of the bloody playbook is what I do. So some of the activities are in there. And one of them is that life calibration wheel where you have the aspects of your life, such as relationships and social life, career, finance, whatever it is. And you go, where am I currently sitting at it? Where do I want it to be? And looking at that, like, why do I want? I don't know family to be a 10 out of 10, or fully colored in. Why do I want my career to be uh, a 10 or a seven, or whatever it is? Like, why is that important to me? And you're like, "Well, if I can run Belvista Vista Studios really well, I can do the work that I like every single day and get paid for it, so I never not want to get out of bed, because I'm doing what I like, and I don't really have a job, I have a lifestyle. So, fuck, that's cool. Because the thought for me of ever working for someone else is just like, uh don't want that. So, there's the motivation, right? I'm like, earn, do what you love, earn money for that. Because then I don't have to go and earn a, have like a traditional kind of job. If you earn more money, guess what, Kim? You can employ Hannah and Victoria and you really enjoy working with them, and they're incredible human beings, and they add value to your life, so hustle, and do that business building activity today, or do that extra effort on this thing, that means that you will earn the money, so that you can not just fund your lifestyle, which would be great if I just did it by myself, but I, there's people I want to do it with as well, and then I think, wow, what if they didn't work with me, what if they left, what if um, we didn't work together, I'd be like, That would be fucking shit. And then that's where some of the ideas come from. Like, how can I enhance your employee experience so that you guys are, you're kind of on this with me, you know? So it's, yeah, I guess sometimes that fear or that like pain or that thing that you really don't want can be a good thing to look at so that you are what you're saying, Vic, like motivated to actually achieve them. So I'm like, oh yeah, like I'd do it myself. I wouldn't want to, but like I'm like, yeah, I can do Belvista Studios myself. And then I'm like, what if you didn't hang out and see and work with Vic and Hannah all the time, and you didn't have like the thing like we have so many good things going. If you didn't have that, like, how long would that last? How long would you be happy doing that? I'm like, oh fuck, I really wouldn't want that. So what do I need to do to make sure that I don't have any regrets in that?
1: Thank you.
2: <laughs> I love how you book things in as well because for me I have goals and I have my vision board but sometimes I do forget and it's not because I'm not passionate about it it's just because I don't make time in the week and then other things get in the way like I might be like working and then I've got to walk years and then I go to the gym and then I'm too tired so I like miss the small actions that lead you to your goals so I really like how you like book it out every week to make sure that you're making progress towards it yeah really cool I think the lesson from all of this is that we
0: all fucking know the answer and what we need to do an Instagram quote it tells you uh there's a reason why people are so familiar with like Simon Sinek start with why or work on the business not in the business all these phrases all these things that are out in the world Mm -hmm. just do them (laughs) like that is the difference between success in whatever you paint that to be and not success in whatever you paint that to be for yourself is that we all know what we need to do so just do them Mm -hmm. nothing I'm saying is new I just do it because I am rewarded with my ultimate life as a result and if I died today I'd be fucking at peace with it because I've lived the way that I want to and I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm fulfilled and I have no
2: regrets. Yeah, I love that you're not striving for an end goal. You're just creating every single day to be exactly what you want it to be. Mm. Because like you said, if you did die, you're not going to be thinking just before you die like I didn't get to do any of the things I wanted to do and I was saving all this money to do this when I was older and now I won't be able to do it. You've done everything want to do so i think that is so smart i love that it works for me
0: (laughs) but yeah prioritize it prioritize your life that's what it really comes down to
1: (laughs) and nobody's
0: motivated now so they'll just be switching off the video (laughs) (laughs) no it's true i fully i feel it the feeling's great. You got to do something with it. Yeah. And if you don't do anything, if you feel it and you don't do anything, that means the connection is not strong enough. So you got to yeah. find more fire. Like I literally, I'm like, okay, if my parents died or my people that I love died, would I have any regrets? Fuck yeah, go do something. And yeah. I do it. I pick up the phone there and then and mm. connect or I organize something, whatever that is. Love it. Satisfied?
2: Yes.
1: Thank
2: <laughs> you. Hannah, you took notes. Do you want to recall them quickly? Um, yes, yeah, so I had, I was writing down the things that you do when you do your goal setting to help yeah. me with my own goal setting. It's a good refresher for <laughs> everyone. Yeah. So I had um, goals need to be tied to an emotion or you won't do anything um book in the things that you want to achieve in your calendar so if you have like a goal that you want to achieve by the end of the year make sure you're booking in time for you to work towards that um look at your personal interests and see if they're aligning with the tasks and the things that you're doing in your work and in your life think about what the possibilities look like so what else is possible and how could we get there if we wanted to do that uh book in joy time because joy should always come first so make sure you have that booked out in your week so you have the energy and the love for life to do all the other things you want to do Mm. uh look for stimulus and books that inspire you the process is more important than the goal what does your process look like and just a reminder to do the life wheel so look at all the different sections of the wheel and see how you're going with each one and then take action if you want to improve on any of them.
1: Yeah,
0: cool. Thank you. Vic, what would you reckon would be the thing that would give you like the fire to connect so that you are motivated for any goals that you set? I
1: don't know because I think like listening to you, I think that is what's missing. Like there's a lot of things I've had on my list for a long time. (laughs) Like each time I do my wheel check and it's like the same kinds of things coming up Mm. but I think it is that it's not like how you said it's like a pleasure or pain thing it's just like in between for me (laughs) Mm. like there's nothing that's so bad that I want to change it but it's Mm. not something that I can see being like so amazing that I'm like I have to do that like it's yeah it's just like in between like oh it would be like a bit better but it's not that bad at the moment I think that's what it is for me a lot of my goals tend to be things like that (laughs) It
0: sounds like it's just contentment then,
1: mm-hmm.
0: contentment with the current state. Because I guess it like just knowing like a few things in your journey are, you know, there's ebbs and flows.
1: There's mm-hmm. times
0: when you're like, this ain't working and you go all in on that. And then there's times when you're coasting, like right now, where yeah. lots of things are really nice and pleasant and you're content. And so you don't need to change right now. Isn't it's right? okay to enjoy like the current state of life is pretty awesome right now. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with
0: that. Good question. It's very important, especially for business owners, but for anyone that wants to create their lives. <laughs>
1: <Everyone> <laughs>
0: really should yeah. want- yeah.
2: <laughs> What's your question? Okay. So my question is for Kim, but Victoria, feel free to jump in if you have any insight because I know you might have some insight into it as well. But my question is, should you ever stray from your process? So we have our process as well, Mr. Studios. You know what the question is going to be, Kim. <laughs> stray from your process to deal with relationship building or your client's culture or perspective being different from yours, is it always worth the battle with the client? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When, think about a process you have, whether it's work-related or in personal life. Can you think of one? Um, Yep. When you do it that way, does it go better for you, more or less times than when you don't do it that way? It's better more times. And why do? You, what makes you change it?
1: Um, a
2: client being unhappy with the process or not aligning with it. The client wanting something different to the process and expressing that to me. Mm -hmm. Um, The client not believing that the process is fair or how it should be done. Okay. That's when I consider whether I should be going outside a process to deal with that relationship and their potential disappointment of us not aligning with them.
0: Well, it sounds like it's not a disappointment or not an alignment. It sounds like you've got a process and that process works the majority of the time for you. And it's from your experience. And then someone else in this case, you're calling them. The client is saying "Um, that doesn't work for us. And that's all that's kind of happening. So What could you
1: do then?
2: Well, I feel like in the past we've, like, I've explained why the process is that way, Mm. but they haven't always responded well to that.
1: Yeah.
2: So I think the options either to, like, adjust the process to suit them more, Mm. or to just stick with our process and they're not happy in the end
1: yeah so
0: well if you think about it right because there's a lot of this is something I think this is a lesson for like Mm. I'm expanding your question but there's a lot of labeling of things going on that are untrue at the moment Mm. uh they're going to be unhappy they're not going to be um I don't know, you're you're bringing in things that you don't know to be fact. They're more emotion sort of stuff, right? And we talk about this all the time. What are the facts of the situation? Let's try and pause on our emotions. So the facts of your situation are you've got a process, you know what works for you based on experience or us as a team or whatever. And with this new client, it's not working for them. That's all we know. Mm. So the first step I'd say is, Let's seek to understand why isn't it working? What part of the process isn't working for them? And we have to stick to the facts. So we seek to understand. Um, And then they might just go, it might not be the whole process that doesn't work. Like we, it might just be one step of it. Mm. And, or it could be, they actually are saying it's not working but when we seek to understand and they explain it a bit more, we actually find out that they're overwhelmed and they're blaming it on the process. But by just creating the space to have a conversation, they they might work out for themselves. Oh, actually, like I can resolve this and it works now. Mm. So I think the first thing is to seek to understand what is not working to then consider what do we
1: do next. Okay. Keep going.
2: Yeah, I think I'd have to like be in the situation to know whether that would work because in the past we have like understood why they're not happy with something and then mm-hmm. they could do something a different way but it still hasn't solved the problem because it was still outside of our process to do that for them. What, were we solving the right problem? Sometimes we think we're solving a
0: problem, we weren't. were not we're not solving the right problem.
1: no I thought we were maybe there was more to it
0: okay I'm going to actually do this right now because I don't know is your problem now that the process or is it influencing the client that is not working
2: it's probably influencing but do some clients like they're not open to being influenced as well I think um I don't
0: know I think they can't really like it's not fair to do that to other human beings you know yeah Um, and label everyone like that mm, yeah but even like in that simple switch there is you gave me a few clues and then I was like I don't think this is a process issue this is actually more of a, a communication issue mm, yeah it could be so that can play out so we need to understand are we solving the right problem you came to me thinking it was a process you've got your process someone else is like "Ah, it's not working um Mm -hmm. but then it turns out that it's actually a communication problem so now the conversation changes and then they're like oh actually like if you just did blah we're happy with your process kind of thing
2: Mm -hmm. okay
0: so we need to real that's why i say be curious seek to understand are we solving the right problem Yeah. Okay. Do you want to delve more into this? Is there more?
2: I feel like I need time to process it. Just to understand what that would look like. Like if our process and the way that we communicate isn't working. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to see what it would look like in action to find out that that's not working from the client and then, do something different, like yeah. what? So
0: how, how would we know that they're, give me some examples of how we'd know that the process isn't working for them. Cause we, we can't, we're not mind readers, right? So we have years of experience, multiple projects of our process being really good. Mm. Now, and it's from lessons learned every time we're tweaking because of like, we learn all the time when we experiment. Now the process is really good it's not perfect in all situations because we can't be ready for every single thing that will come up in the world. Mm. So let's just pretend that our process, well, let's not pretend. We know that our process is really good, but in yeah. this situation, <laughs> uh, it's not working for someone else. Why, how do we know? Cause I'm not a mind
2: reader. Um, so an example is, we have our review rounds when we yep. hand over an e learning course. Yep. And we say, like, what's in scope for this review round is for you. For example, the content is done. Now it's around the functionality and do the buttons work and yeah. like changing content. So we've
0: gone from storyboard, you've approved that. Now you're only fo- focusing on the e learning part. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then, say we hand that over and then the client comes back with lots of content changes. Mm -hmm. And when we say that we can't implement them because it's not within scope, like we don't have the time within the project, they're not happy about it and they still want it implemented.
0: Cool. So this is like this is project management. Mm. So this is why it's like really important. It's not the process isn't working. The process works and they, if we've done our scoping our contract, our project management properly. They agreed because we say, for example, um, you're going to have two reviews at the storyboard, then it will be approved. And yeah. these are the dates. And then you're going to go on to the e-learning. This is what you'll be reviewing. Then these are the dates. Does this work for you? The client come back and says, yes. Yeah. Even before that, actually in a contract, you'll normally say you're going to have two chances to review at the storyboard, you're gonna have two chances to review at the development stage. Um, and anything out of side of this outline scope is deemed a variation to scope and yeah. will be coded appropriately. So a client, all clients will sign that agreement or that scope before the work commences. So mm-hmm. they've agreed to this. So yeah. that's where when, for example, they come back. Um, We're at development stage now. Sorry, even the next thing would be um, they've done their reviews on the content and then they go, okay, yep, approved, ready for development. And then they see it in e-learning and they go, oh, no, like we need to make all these changes or if legislation has changed and it's no longer the act of 1999. It's now the act of 2021 or whatever year. Um, so we need to make that change. And you go, cool, but this is where we are in the project. And according to the contract or the scope, you were, the, and all the emails and evidence that we have of like your agreement to this and this is what you're focusing on now. This is what you are focus on in the future. Cool, now you've focused on that. You're no longer gonna focus on that. We're done with that. It's a variation to scope. It's very easy then to say, this is a variation to scope and we can look into how that might be achieved
2: for you yeah so you would do that even if it's a client that you'd like to maintain a relationship with and they're not happy with that decision despite you explaining it and showing the evidence
0: yes because I think then it becomes unreasonable yeah okay. um I think about this, I'm like, this is not going to be the best analogy, but hopefully it will make sense to people and build on it yourself, right? So you do your weekly grocery shopping. Go to the supermarket, pull up to the little place, pay for your groceries, leave with your groceries, go to your car, pack it, and you're like, oh, I forgot the bread and the milk. Hmm. So you go back up into the shop, you grab the b- milk and the bread. Do you walk out the front door or do you go and pay for it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you that's,
0: pay- a, that's what's happening. I had a grocery list. I went and did my shopping. I've paid for it. The shop and I have an agreement, a contract. I will pay the price that is on the peanut butter. I'm choosing this peanut butter because I wanna pay that one. I want crunchy and I want that price. I don't want this one down here at this price. I've come entered into an agreement. I'm paying for that. It is my responsibility to make sure that I've done those things. And now that I'm like, oh, I forgot the things or whoops, I actually misread the label and I'm allergic to peanuts. So I need like, I don't know, almond butter. I don't even know if that exists, but anyway. Um, so I need to go and change. Well, then you go up and you say to the person at customer care, here's my receipt. I just bought this. I got the wrong one. What can we do about it? Can I swap it? Yeah, you can swap it. That's no problem. It's not opened. The one that you actually want is um, 50 cents more. So give me that 50 cents person. And then you can walk out about your day. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes it easier for you to to think about the problem that you're trying to solve in a different light where there's no context around people and emotions
2: it's really good that's a good way to see it and it's good to see that it is just fair and even though people might not agree with you like it's important to do what is fair like just because someone wants to take something from a shop and not pay for it and they're upset by you saying you have to pay for it doesn't mean that they can leave without paying for it (laughs) it's stealing isn't it yeah
0: it's not even fair, because fair is very subjective, whereas right and wrong in this situation is a bit more black and white. Yeah. Are rules, You have to do this. That's why a contract is a rule. Yeah. The person has agreed to the contract. Yeah. So When it changes, we have to have a discussion and make a plan from
2: there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. That's good insight. What do you think, Vic? Do you have anything else to add?
1: I don't think so I do like I agree with
0: everything Kim said I think sometimes in like I've been trying to because it's interesting right Hannah you're very emotional Vic's very logical I fall in between the middle and I think I'm probably more a people pleaser than the two of you and so sometimes I sway and I'm like oh I need to like yeah look let's bow and change the process to make this work i'm like oh like why are you doing this kim because you feel uncomfortable to say no and that's where like what i'll do is i'll check in with you guys and like i'll say can you help me like this is the context what's the decision and like that's where the strengths of my awareness of sometimes i float in the emotional space when it's not the right time to be there And so I will, with that awareness, go, yeah, I'm a little bit, like, uncomfortable right now. What can support me is Vic's logic. So I go in and I ask her, this is the context. And then she straight away is, like, but that's not the agreement. Or this, this, and this are the facts. And sometimes, like, you guys say, like, calm down. Like, you're getting emotional about blah, blah, blah. You know, so that awareness as well can help because – a lot of us want to help other people and like it's just kind of a human thing but there's times when you can be taken advantage of as well and there's you're running a business or you're spending someone else's money and I think people forget this when they're in corporate land is like if you work for a government for example like you're a ta- there are taxpayers you're probably likely one of those taxpayers that you're giving that person the money to spend wisely and ethically, and they forget that they're actually spending people's money.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Cause I think it is, I do try to, I want to help people. So I get frustrated when I'm in a situation where I feel like I'm not helping someone. I know the process is right, but I'm thinking if I was that person, I would be so stressed by that. like. Not getting what I needed for the project, and I think I probably empathize with them too much without considering the process and what's right and wrong.
0: Well, I think that would be interesting to explore now. So, if you're like, Oh, I'm not getting what I need, what has led to that point of you not getting to what you get it, getting what you need?
2: Um, it probably is like when I think back to or probably even in this job, but previous jobs where I may have made a mistake. Mm. I know with external providers, I might have like left something to the last minute or forgotten something. I am just like hoping that they'll go outside of their process to make it work for me because I'm stressed and worried by the mistake that I've made. So I know in the past I've been like, oh my God, please just (laughs) do it. I know it's not what you would usually do. So I think I put myself in the shoes of our client and think if that was me like I'd want them to step outside of the process and go the extra mile but I can see that we can't always do that because we're not a charity like we can't do things for free and we wouldn't be able to sustain and keep running as a business if we did that for everyone so I see that as well mm. not fair if we do it for one client and then we don't do it for another client so yeah 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 And
0: I think good project management means that these things don't happen. Mm. And that is on everyone's role. Everyone has a responsibility. And everyone that contributes to whatever it is that you're working on has a responsibility. If people do their role, their responsibilities, these things don't happen. We work together so that we are supporting towards that end goal, which might be like e-learning, for example, or creating a poster or whatever it is, is that if everyone's doing their bit and if someone notices like, oh, like shouldn't we have done this by now? That's Hmm. a bit weird. I would expect that it's been done. So maybe we check in and we say, hey, Hannah, like in previous, or I'd expect like you have to have done this by now. I just haven't seen it happen just wanted to check in and you go oh yeah i did it i just didn't cc you into that email oh cool but like we can work together towards that common goal yeah and if if for example you're like maybe i'm waiting on something from you to do my task and you haven't sent it to me and i'm like "Fuck!" like where is it like you might be like i was really busy like I didn't have the opportunity. Well, well, then, yeah, we are screwed. And that's because you didn't ask for help earlier because you were really busy, for example. Yeah. So we've got to look at those things down the line that are causing what, what responsibility do you have in this situation? Um, <laughs> and making sure that we're not putting our, our discomfort, our panic moment, our overwhelm on other people.
2: Mm. Um, It makes me think of the circle of control. You know how it's like things happen outside of your control that you can't affect, but then it's the way that you react and what you have within your control.
0: So apply that for this situation to close out this question, I reckon it would be good because some people might not know about that.
2: Yeah, so basically it's like what can you control? So there's external influences, which is, for example, what your client stakeholders, the people that you're working with, what they do. And their behaviors you don't have control complete control over that but what you have within your control is you can influence send reminders share with people why it's important that they do something or help them understand what the scope is so all of those things are what you can focus on rather than focusing on the external which is for example the client not realizing that something wasn't in scope and then being upset by that or
0: yeah yeah, that's cool hmm. useful definitely useful takes time to build the habit so when you're like trying to use the circle of control influence take time um,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> be patient with it <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you all good anything else to add I don't think so. That's been really good for me. I think I just need to keep that, like the circle of control and the facts over emotions front of mind when I'm doing my project management. Because I think you can get caught up in your project and how the client would feel and you forget those things. So it's a good reminder. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It doesn't mean we have to change processes, but we need to seek to understand At at the very minimum, and then make a decision beyond that. Yeah.
1: Cool. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks, everyone, for watching another episode of Studio Insights. If you've got tips on these complex chats that we had today, please put them in the um, comments. We'd love to be able to learn outside of our own little heads and our own little world from you. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Have an awesome day. Bye. What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place people like you and us basically it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers and what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating the problems you want to solve but in there as well Aren't we cute that's us um but we've got the coaching courses freebies give us gratitude and also we've got some templates and basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design instructional design and e-learning so a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at bell vista studio so putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs so there's the human-centered design stuff and then we've also got the business stuff so this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world so go check it out the link is in the description you can check out everything that is available for you thank you for choosing to learn with us continuously invest in your skills you will be rewarded as an instructional designer, share this stuff, share it with other people, because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.